You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A, 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 a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash and Paul Dottino. Down the sideline, into the end zone. From the offseason, through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. step. All right, welcome back to One Giant Step. A couple weeks off, but OTAs coming and going. I am your host, Sean Morris here. And remember, you can download and subscribe to One Giant Step free on the Odyssey app. Everywhere podcasts are available. And, of course, check out WFAN on their YouTube page. WFAN being the home of New York Giants football. And as a result, the home of Giants football brings you Dane Belton this week. Giants safety, fourth-round pick, 2022 draft, entering his second year with the Giants. He's kind enough to join me today. Dane, what's going on? Oh man, nothing much. Uh, how about you? Uh, nothing, Dane. I'm I've already hit the point, and I'm a big summer guy. I love the pool. I grew up near the beach. I mean, your guy grew up in Tampa, so I'm sure you can mm-hmm. relate. Where I am craving Giants football. Maybe it's because you know when the Knicks get bounced, my Nets got bounced early. <laughs> I got a rain. You know, there's only so much baseball I can go through. I'm dying to get the Giants football already. So I'm sure this is the time where you guys are actually you know at once you break OTAs, you're looking forward. Uh, to a few weeks off in the summer, but you know, where's that thirst for football right now? Are you excited to get back on the field soon? Oh yeah, definitely. Like you said, we're on OTAs. You know, having practice. You know, getting familiar with each other, and then have that break and really just focus on you know individual improvement, and you know, come back and ready to go. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, um, Paul Dettino's, you know, co-host of mine during the season. He covers the Giants, obviously working for the Giants in the building, and. Uh, we like to fancy ourselves as two things. We were a special teams, but we love talking special teams, but also uh, you were our guy last year as a fourth round pick. And I think we were both kind of amazed at the progress you made last training camp. You had a broken collarbone. And then, you know, as, as a fourth round pick, you're thinking, all right, you know, that's going to hurt his reps in camp, but you come out of that and you're almost ready, you know, right off the bat and you go into serious, uh, obviously snaps and minutes and stuff on the field. How did that feel last year as a rookie to have that broken collarbone? And did you feel any form of devastation or was, hey, right back at it. Let me do what I got to do. I got to get back on the field. Yeah, it definitely uh, sucked, you know, just being able to come in and, you know, you have high hopes, high aspirations, trying to hit the ground running early. And, you know, I felt like I was doing that. And then, you know, getting set back with the collarbone injury. And, you know, it was, it did suck, you know, just in my mind, I was like, man, like I was doing what I wanted to do, you know, playing well. But, you know, I really just wanted to get back as soon as possible. And so, you know, working with the staff, being able to get back and, you know, like you said, playing a, a significant amount of snaps, you know, I feel like it never really healed fully. You know, I ended up getting a couple of surgeries after the season. And so 
But, you know, just being able to to be able to come back and play my rookie year and get a, a baseboard, you know, going into my the rest of my career. That's interesting. I had I didn't realize that you had to get it cleaned up a little bit after the season. What what I found crazy, Dane, is we as Giants fans, I know, you know, you're new to coming into, uh, you know, our world last year. We've seen rookies miss training camps at significant times. There's been a rookie curse over the years. You happen to be the guy that happened last year. Never have we seen a guy bounce back like that uh, to play that significantly, not lose half the year right off the bat. So what did you do besides just working with the staff, which is just a matter of you like cracking the, you know, the defensive playbook. Like how were you able to get on the field and not just be, you know, basically slowly introduced back to playing significant defensive snaps as a fourth round rookie? Yeah, I would say even before I was hurt, just really hammering the playbook, you know, getting extra one-on-one time with coaches, you know, picking the minds of veteran players just to more fully understand the defense. So like like you said, when I come back that I could, you know, hit the ground running and try to not uh, like try to make up time that I missed. And so especially while I was hurt, you know, watch, watching practice, every practice, getting mental reps, you know, talking to the guys, seeing how they their thought process on certain plays. So you know, when I did come back, you know, with the, the PT, with the trainers that I was I was ready to go. And I knew the defense. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How much of a help were Xavier McKinney and Julian Love throughout the year, even when, um, you know, X mixed time, missed time, having those two kind of caliber of safeties in that room as a rookie had to have been some kind of learning experience. Yeah, it was definitely a blessing, you know, having two really smart guys that know football really well, have had a lot of experience before and just, especially just knowing different types of defenses and, and especially with Wings defense, you know, having familiarity with that and just helping me. And also just going with, you know, the NFL game, you know, it's a lot different in college, you know, it's a lot of different keys, different schemes. So just being able to help me, you know, progress to my learning experience that way as well was, was a huge blessing for me. Giant safety, Dane Belton, our guest here. So last year, obviously we talked about the significant snaps when X does go down with that injury, you know, there it did feel like there was a bit of a snap drop off with you. Where I think a lot of Giant fans were wondering, okay, well, Dane's going to be the guy to take the next step, and then it was Pinnock who took a lot of snaps. Was that more coincidental? Did that have to do with kind of you know the the certain type of schematic way that X needed to play, that Love needed to move to? You know, how do you attribute what had happened at that point, and why suddenly it felt like Pinnock was the next guy up as opposed to you in that spot? Yeah, I would say uh, going back to my injury. You know, I kind of said it never fully healed. You know, I was playing with. It's still, uh, you know, messed up collarbone and also shoulder injuries that, you know, have been nagging for a year or two. So, you know, even my first game back, you know, I landed on my arm and you know, I wasn't fully healthy in that Panthers game. And just playing the season with it, you know, I felt like I wasn't playing to my potential just because, you know, it's kind of in the back of your mind. And I would say even that Texans game, uh, there was a play late in the game where I landed on my shoulder and it kind of uh, it hurt my collarbone again. You know, I went and got MRIs. They said it was it was healed, but it was just about the pain tolerance. So, you know, through the rest of the season, I wasn't really playing the way I needed to play. And, you know, it was evident. And so I guess, the, you know, the move was was because of that. But, you know, just going forward, just really trying to earn that spot again. And in that Texans game, you record your first career interception. I know there were a couple ones you would have liked that. But either way, this was a team that 
was in a thirst for interceptions. You end up getting two of them. I think was either the team lead or tied for the team lead in that spot. Yeah, I mean, the way we look at heading into this season with Wink Martindale's defense, I think most Giant fans, I don't know how you guys would look, would say if I could pick one area to improve would be getting more turnovers, finding a way yeah. to you know turn over the quarterback, whatever that would be. Is that kind of aligned or you know a theory the defense has with you guys here in OTAs? Yeah, I would say we definitely agree. You know, that's a point of emphasis on the defense, you know, along with, you know, a couple other things. But, yeah, definitely, you know, anytime you can win the turnover battle as a team and just – create turnovers as a defense, your, your chance to win goes it just skyrockets. So, you know, for us, like you said, you know, our emphasis right now is to get the ball on defense. So really just trying to emphasize that in individual drills and, and team activities and things like that, and especially going into training camp right before the season. You know, once you have more pads on, we can start punching at the ball, you know, trying to rip the ball out of the offense. And just especially, yeah, like you said, getting the ball out the air, you know, it's, it's a huge emphasis for us going forward. Yeah, so as you enter year number two, and with that emphasis on turnovers, uh, you had a great rookie class. I mean, a, a rookie class that a lot of Giant fans are excited about. You were a part of that. Obviously, Cardell, a big part of that. Daniel Bellinger, a big part of that. And of course, we all know, uh, you know, Evan Neal and then Kayvon Thibodeau and, of course, Wandell. You know, the pictures have circulated, Dane. Daniel, Daniel Bellinger is looking yoked up, man. He is looking. That is what all of us are talking about. What is Dane Belton coming in more shredded here? I mean, how does Daniel Bellinger or, or is there an approach that rookies have that in the second yeah. year that he could turn around like that? I mean, I would just say whatever he's doing, he's doing right. He's definitely <laughs> looking good. He's, he's shredded, looking like a, a freak athlete. So, but yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a great competitor, a great guy. So I'm, I'm glad, like you said, we have a great uh, class and I'm glad, you know, all these guys are we're together in one. Uh, with the loss comes opportunity. Julian Love leaves, gets the payday. We are all happy for him. I mean, Giant fans respect the heck out of Julian. He was a, you know, duct tape was the player. We all call them around here. He was able to do a lot of different things, but obviously that's a loss for the Giant defense. But with that, I mean, here you are, Dane. I mean, you were right in the mix. I mean, I know there were some reports from McLeod practicing at safety, Pinnock uh, practicing at safety. This might be uh, maybe the most fascinating camp battle we have as Giants fans to look forward to. And I know that everybody probably who makes this team is going to play significant snaps. Wink fancies himself to kind of have a positionless uh, defense, so to speak. But, you know, what is your mindset? Year two is a fourth round pick. That's, you know, uh, around where, you know, you hope that you hit on a starting type player. Um, is Are you of the mindset that you can go out there and, you, you know, you can earn a starting job here as a safety for the New York Giants? Yeah, most definitely. You know, that's definitely my goal to come out and, and earn that spot. You know, we have, like you said, we have a lot of guys that play, can play really well. You know, Jason, Nick, even Bobby, too. And just a lot of guys that understand the defense and can make plays. So, you know, like my mindset is always to, to be the best out there, regardless of, you know, who's out there. So you know, once I'm fully healthy and coming back in training camp, that's going to be my goal to earn that spot and to make plays for this defense. Uh, you have gotten a rare look at some of the new rookies coming in. Obviously, a spot you were in a year ago, including three players in the secondary, including the Giants' first-round pick, Deontay Banks. Um, your early observations being around some of those guys, anything Giants fans could look forward to with you know kind of this new round of, of players? Yeah, I would say one of the main things that stands out to me is that all these guys are really intelligent. You know, they came in, you know, asking questions, asking the right questions, learning the defense fast, and being able to translate it to the field. You know, making plays. You know, Tay had a had a pick the other day, and just you know, the other guys making plays as well. It just you could tell they're really professional about what they do. They came in and ready got to, ready to get to work, and you know, I feel like they're really smart and doing what they need to be doing. 
Now, obviously, you get to practice against an offense that a lot of us will be, you know, having eyes on and, and excited about and two significant additions, plus, you know, some other additions, Jalen Hyatt and the speed that he brings as a third round pick. And of course, Darren Waller, who when healthy is one of the top two or three tight ends in all of football. You've gotten to look at both of these guys. Should they be players that Giants fans are excited about? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. They're both incredible athletes. We have a lot of great athletes on offense, a lot of speed. And well, I'm going to start with Waller. You know, just what everyone talks about is a, a, like a freak of nature. So, like huge runs, runs well, you know, great hands, good routes, just a, definitely a great weapon. And high, just the early look I've gotten on him, he's really fast, you know, has good hands, uh, starting to understand, you know, concepts and, and understand defenses as well. So, you know, I'm looking forward to watching them make plays for us as well. And that's really the biggest thing. Uh, two enormous parts of, you know, the Giants season last year were both Wink Martindale's the defensive coordinator, Brian Dable's the head coach. He wins coach of the year as they head into year number two and have been around in these OTAs. Are you sensing more of the same mentality from them or do they have they ratcheted up again, you know, being together here year number two, trying to take things to a different level or they kind of keep things, you know, more of the same in, in terms of their mindset here? I would say it's more of the same mindset, but I wouldn't confuse that with that. They're being complacent in what they do. You know, sure. they're always super aggressive, you know, especially Dave's on offense and wing both. It's always attacking. You know, you want to be the one that controls the narrative. So on offense, you know, I expect them to keep, you know, trying to make splash plays and prove on that aspect. And on defense, you know, continue to what we what made us successful last year, you know, being able to blitz, you know, get after the quarterback, you know, being aggressive uh, all around is what, you know, we specialize in and what we're going to try to continue to do. And with that, a third guy I'm going to bring up, Daniel Jones. Uh, I love him. I think Giants fans who maybe didn't love him now probably do love him. He's kind of become our protective child, if you will, versus Eagle fans and Cowboy fans and everybody else uh, defending him. He gets his payday in the offseason. The knock, I guess, he would get from the outside is, well, he only threw 15 touchdown passes. Of course, ignoring all the running touchdowns he had that get you up to to a fair number. Um, obviously I'm assuming the locker room is confident in Daniel. So I'm not going to ask you a dumb question like that, but you know, what do you think if, if for anybody downloading this podcast, who's not, not a giants fan, what are they missing about Daniel Jones that they, you know, maybe don't realize as far as, you know, his leadership and his ability on the field. Yeah. I would say there's two words I would use to describe him. He, one, he's a leader and two, he's a playmaker. So you can, you know, a, a lot of people are big on stats and things like that, which are, are important, but at the end of the day, he's a great leader for our team. You know, the head guy on the, on the team, and then he makes plays. Like you said, you know, people say he's going to throw for this and that touchdowns, but he makes so many plays that help the offense, you know, succeed and help the team succeed that go unnoticed. That might be everyone else look, looks at as simple plays, but we understand the gravity of it and just the way he goes about his business. He's a super, you know, super competitor. Goes out there, he he trains super hard. He's just a guy you want at the head of your team. So. I guess not everyone gets to see that, but being able to be in the locker room with a guy like that is is a blessing. So I'm born and raised a Giant fan by my father. Matter of fact, my middle name is Taylor after Lawrence Taylor. Okay, so it's a big deal in my house. My dog's name is Eli. Um, But there's like a line of delineation between fans. Okay, there are the fans who hate the Cowboys more. There are the fans that hate the Eagles more. I am one who hates the Eagles more because they've broken my heart more time than not. My dad's a Cowboy hater, grew up obviously the 70s, the whole thing. The early 2000s, John, or, you know, at least the, the Super Bowl runs, Brandon Jacobs, Tuck, they are famous for hating the Cowboys. You know, not that they love the Eagles by any means. Has this team grown a hatred for a rival yet? Or are we still in the early stages because it's kind of a young team? I would say, I wouldn't say there's any hatred, but our mindset is always we want to beat the other team. So it's no, there's definitely no love. Uh, I would say, 
there's definitely that same kind of mindset going to any opponent we play, as cliche as it sounds, but, you know, we want to win every game. So no matter who it is, you know, especially those teams, we play them twice. So, you know, that's like, that's a big emphasis on the season, you know, in the division. So I wouldn't say we hate them, but like we definitely, our focus is to beat them and never like, there's no love for sure. And this is why I think you're meant to be a giant, Dane. You were born a mere month and a half before the Giants went and played a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, and you were born in the Tampa Bay era. That Super Bowl, I was in eighth grade, I mean, still just crushes me that they lost to the Ravens. So you are the guy brought in now. I think you were basically the magic baby, all right? We lost that Super Bowl <laughs> right as soon as you were born. Now you were going to fix those ales and, and you know bring the Giants back to better years. Now, seriously, though, growing up in Tampa, how do you end up in Iowa in the Big Ten with all those schools in the South? I got to know. <laughs> yeah, a lot, I get that question a lot. But I would say, you know, I had a lot of offers coming out of high school. And it really just came down to, you know, categorizing schools on, on pros and cons and, and the best fit for me. And I feel like going to Iowa, committed on my official visit and just the coaching development, coaching stability, you know, the atmosphere, the academics as well, just all those things that went into it made it, you know, the best fit. And, you know, I, I, my ultimate goal was to get where I am in the NFL and, I feel like I was able to accomplish that. Dane Belton, Giant Safety. So, Dane, just a couple more before we get out the door. Schedule comes out. I need to know, A, does the player, when the NFL schedule gets released, and obviously this be your first real, like, true digesting it because last year you were so caught up, I'm sure, in being a rookie. A, do you care when you play teams or what's going on when that comes out in early May? And B, Giants-Eagles ends up being selected for Christmas Day. I've ranted and raved about this as a fall. Do I hate the idea of a Monday-Christmas Day game at 4.30? So I'm curious, though, you guys got that Thanksgiving game last year. Do you relish that opportunity kind of look at it like, all right, whatever? And B, do you, and as I brought up, do you even care about when the schedule comes out or is it more of a fan thing? Uh, I would say we pay attention, but I would say it's more of a fan thing. You know, for us, it's, at least for me, it's more of like getting the schedule to my family to see when they can come up for a game yeah. and things like that. But you know, it's definitely uh, cool to look at, you know, cool to see, you know, when, when and where we play people. I would say fans definitely make a big deal out of it. But, you know, our mindset is is just like football is football, you know, night game, day game, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, anything. So for us, it's just like, when are we playing? We're going to go and, and do what we have to do. And the town is a buzz right now because Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jets quarterback. And they've always kind of been looked at as like the little brother compared to the Giants being the big brother. That's like a thing in this town. So the Jet fans now got all their beer muscles because they got Aaron Rodgers. But of course, the Giants beat Aaron Rodgers uh, last season in London. Does the Giants locker room pay attention to any of that? Do they, are they aware that all the buzz and all the eyeballs in this town now are on the New York Jets? Or is it just kind of or do you, do you kind of put a chip on your shoulder and relish and say, hey, we're the playoff team here. How come nobody's talking about us? Yeah, I would say we're aware, you know, just about a lot of things that happen in the NFL with uh, people going to different teams. But it's nothing like just kind of what I was touching on earlier. You know, our focus is our focus. You know, there's outside focus. We talk about the inside focus. And, you know, for us, it's just about getting better each day. And then when it comes to the season, you know, focus on the, the fundamentals, techniques, all the small things that are going to lead to wins. So we're not really too, you know, worried about the hoopla on different teams and different players we know. We're just focused on the process and what we need to do to get to where we want to be. Just know October 29th, there's going to be a lot of fans with a lot riding on that game oh, with yeah. the Giants play yeah. the Jets because that game's going to matter now. Uh, Dane, look, you have been a, lot, a breath of fresh air. We are big fans of you here on the show. Uh, big supporters. We want you to go out there, win that starting job, and just, man, be a part of this rookie class from last year that takes the Giants to the next level. We've been hungry for good Giant football for so long, and last year was awesome. So we hope you're a big part of that in the future moving forward. Uh, and it's been great to have you here on the pod, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. And that 
is Giant Safety Dane Belton. Remember, you can download and subscribe to One Giant Step everywhere. Podcasts are available and free on the Odyssey app. Thank you, everyone, for taking One Giant Step with us.